I'm sorry, I didn't mean to dominate the conversation. I just get no, really excited no, no, when you're talking about cover letters. <laughs> Welcome to the Let's See Grandma Let's Career Grandma Warrior Podcast. And welcome to the Let's See Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. Today, we're going to delve into one of the most misunderstood elements of the job search, your cover letter, because so many job seekers are writing them the wrong way, hurting their job search results big time. In this episode, we'll cover the following questions. Are cover letters broken? Why do I need human voice in my cover letter? And what's the difference between a resume and a cover letter? To tackle these questions, I brought on Tom Pounder, founder of Career Thinker. Under that umbrella, he is a LinkedIn strategist, resume writer, job search and interview coach, recruiter for sales, marketing, and HR professionals. I know Tom because we are both part of the professional association of resume writers and career coaches. And perhaps most relevant to you job seekers, I met Tom on LinkedIn. So let's talk about cover letters and bring you on that journey on this conversation. And let's make your life even more fulfilling with the 252nd episode of the Career Warrior Podcast. Tom, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me back. I think we discussed LinkedIn about a year and a half ago. Thanks for asking me to come back. I was going to say, it is an honor to have you as our second time on the Career Warrior Podcast. So I always find it special to keep the connection going and keep those relationships going. So thank you for continuing to be a part of my life. I want to open up by asking a question that so many job seekers have on their mind right now, which is, are cover letters broken right now? And I think the secondary question that comes with it is, are recruiters even looking at cover letters? Well, I guess a couple of topics going around, people say they're worthless, don't do them, it's a waste of time. But you need right. a cover letter when you need a cover letter. Now, if you're applying for a job online, it says apply with your cover letter and LinkedIn, your cover letter and resume. You choose not to apply with the cover letter, just your resume. Well, you kind of failed your first assignment. You couldn't follow instruction and you try to take a shortcut. Now, one company we recruit for, I have a recruitment team, one company we recruit for require the cover letter. If you don't send one with your application, they kind of devalue that as someone who can't follow instructions and someone who can't communicate properly. Now, that doesn't answer your question that the cover letters are broken, but they are broken because we've been breaking them for years. Um, we're writing really lousy, boring, um, sad cover letters, and really the cover letters should be an exciting part of the process. Okay. It's an opportunity to show more about you. I did a major survey between 2016 and 2017 at 357 recruiters and hiring managers in Fortune 1000 companies. And out of the people who participated, 62% of recruiters do value and read a cover letter. But another staff from that survey, 66% of them read them after the resume. So to be honest, if your, resume resume, kinda, okay. if your resume kind of sucks, having them go to the cover letter, it probably won't happen. You know, those are things you know that we need to understand. And if you're applying for a job and they don't ask for a cover letter, but there's an extra spot to upload a cover letter, well, that means they're typically expecting one. So okay. I look at a cover letter as another way to communicate my candidacy for the job. Okay. A really good opening primer to why cover letters are important. And something you said, which is that job postings are still asking for the cover letter. I think that's, you know, case one for why we still need cover letters. But I just want to hit the point home here. If the job posting does not ask for a cover letter, am I still submitting them, Tom? 
Well, that's where you take a risk. Now, if there's a spot to upload a cover letter, they, like I said earlier, they're expecting it. If they don't ask for one, I take a look at it. You know, if, if it's a job you really want, it fits like a glove, not like OJ's glove. It fits like a glove and you want this job, oh, man. why not send a cover letter <laughs> to really, you know, not just any cover letter. I like to call them the human voice cover letter. So if you write a really impactful cover letter, that could really sharpen your opportunity to get interviewed. Awesome. So let's delve into that. That will be the heart of the podcast. So let's talk about cover letters and the magic they have to offer. Before we get into the human voice cover letter, you told me a great story yesterday about a nursing student that that you worked with. I love listeners to hear that to illustrate the power of the cover letter. Yeah, this was in 20, 2015, a client of mine, and she, she became a nurse. And one of the reasons she became a nurse, because her father had passed away from cancer, and he was in and out of hospital for several years, sometimes months at a time. And she would spend a lot of time with her father in the hospital. So she was able firsthand to see how nurses were, how empathetic, how compassionate they were, and how they really improved someone's lives, people that were in the hospital. So she witnessed this for years and just really was inspired to become a nurse. And that's exactly what she did. When she graduated, I think it's Hofstra or Delphi University in Long Island. I forgot which one it was. Um, she came to me to write a resume. And we mm -hmm. talked about the cover letter. Now, it was Sloan Catering Hospital that she wanted to work for. That's where her father had passed away. So we strategically wrote a cover letter for that job. So the opening paragraph we had was, why a career in nursing? She, she wrote, it was probably a seven-line paragraph of the story of her father and why she became a nurse. Then we say, why Sloan Catering? And then she, she wrote about experience as, as the quality nurse, nurses in the hospital, and she wanted to be part of that team. And then we talked about her bedside manner, and we talked about her compassion, and okay. we talked about her being ready for the New York market. So we had these four or five paragraphs, and they're very conversational. And she just plotted one company, one job. She sent the resume out through the application process. And she also put the resume in an envelope with the cover letter, and she brought it to the hospital. She couldn't get into the hospital, but she knew the security guard because she was there for years. And he passed on a resume to the um, head nurse. And within a couple of weeks, a couple of interviews, she got the job. One application, she had one target, she landed it. And a cover letter, they said, was really what they really, you know, really made the difference. That is amazing. So that's just one of many stories they have like that, where the cover letter actually made the difference. I mean, it was really a sharp cover letter. Okay, that is amazing. That's the emphasis we're going to put here is like, these cover letters cannot suck, for a latter, lack of a better phrase there. These cover yeah. letters cannot be just, you know, spray and pray cover letters that you're using for every job posting. These things have to be special. And, you know, I would put the emphasis on you should probably care about the job that you're applying for when you're writing these things. So it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, part of the survey results I got back, why cover letters were failing, and through the recruiters are they just lacked additional information. They just repeated the, the resume. And remember, most re recruiters are reading the resume first. So why repeat it? It's not going to add extra value. And they weren't written well. They could tell there was a professional resume writing, writing a resume, but the cover letter, they put no effort into it. Repeat the job posting, no connection to the company, and so on. So you really need to spend time on the cover letter. And once you get used to writing a human voice cover letter, it really becomes a lot easier to tackle that project. Okay, great. So I want to go into the mistakes that people are making with the cover letter and of course the whole not to repeat the resume on the cover letter in a second but let's delve into human voice uh, what does that mean when i say i need a human voice on the cover letter like specifically well it comes down to having a conversation but a really targeted conversation so i like to take the cover letter and just imagine this in your mind the first paragraph is a quick introduction as why they're receiving your resume and cover letter 
The second paragraph, I like to do why the company name, why TD Bank, Walmart, why Amazon, and then write three to five lines of why you want to join the company. In my point of view, the resume proves you, you have the skills, the experience, and success stories to do the job. The purpose of a cover letter is you connect into the company, whether it's a product or services to sell, whether it's a mission statement, a vision statement, the history or the newness of the company. So check out their website, get to know the company, because as a hiring manager, I want to hire talented people that want to work for us. And this helps prove that. So that's the second paragraph. And then the third paragraph is really talking about some other human aspects. Let's say you're a salesperson. So maybe you had three different paragraphs. One talks about how you drive top line sales and have a paragraph, a few bullet points. Another paragraph could be why people like buying from me, my leadership style, you know, how I influence decision makers. So three or four other small paragraphs that are highly relevant competencies or traits you need to do the job you're applying for. And if you're going to be applying to similar jobs, for the most part, you can use those paragraphs open in most of those cover letters and just change why the company name. And then that could be a really effective way to you know, create these cover letters at a good pace and not take a shortcut. Amazing. And you're giving me a bunch of different things that were not on the resume that should be on the cover letter. Because it's kind of hard to put something like your philosophy or, you know, these types of stories and personal insights on your resume. It kind of looks awkward, in my opinion. But the cover letter is the opportunity to do like do that, as you're saying here. Even if you're a recent college grad, you know, you can answer some of the interview questions. Where I see my career in three to four years? Why a degree in marketing? You know, you could have those, you can actually answer a handful of those typical questions in the cover letter, and it's a great conversation. So there's so many different ways that you can use a human voice cover letter. You know, talk about the problems you fix, talk about the rewards, you know, just have a better conversation and keep it short, sweet, and direct. Okay, wonderful. You said something pretty insightful in that I'm supposed to make the connection between me personally and the company that I'm applying for, because when I see people sending me cover letters, I can tell you 99% of them are not doing a good job at this, or if they're trying to do this, it just it looks fake. So how do I do a good job? And, and this this almost sounds nebulous, like connecting the mission statement of the company to me personally, how am I supposed to do that? Well, first, you have to read the mission statement, understand it, and then find a way you connect to mm -hmm. it. And you can even talk about, you know, I really admire and connect with your mission statement of doing ABC, or I admire the history of 80 years in business, or I really look at the vision the company's having about, you know, switching all to electronic vehicles by 2030. Just mention it, just connect to you somehow, you know, play around with it. And if the mission statement doesn't really pop with you, but you like the company, find a reason that you want to join the company. You know, the leadership, you know, same CEO for 25 years, you know, just you connect to some way that shows you took the time to research the company. And that's just a job posting and that you want to be part of the team, the winning team. So that makes a huge difference. As recruiters, I don't want people chasing a paycheck. I want people chasing a career. So that's a big way to get that storytelling started. That makes so much sense, Tom. And I'm reminded of a past podcast episode we did with Kimberly Cummings. And she talks about how we should be getting this insider. And she calls it insider information. And I don't know how many times I've mentioned this so far, but finding out, you know, either through networking or your deep digging what the company is actually looking for and drawing that connection between you and that company, which I would say, again, no one is doing. And if you're the candidate to do that in your cover letter, you're just going to get a leg up. I think that would be great. In most cases. And, you know, 
if you do write a great cover letter and for some reason they don't read it, well, the only thing you wasted is some time. That cover letter, even if you get the interview, that the story and the, the connection to the cover letter would still come out during the job interview. You did that research. You know, even some of my clients, they'll look up the company on Glassdoor and they'll mention, I was really impressed by a five-star review on Glassdoor. Every single employee had a great thing to say about the company was about. Okay. Can you show me how I can put or include my philosophy, if that's something that I should be considering in my cover letter or the way I work within my cover letter? I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but perhaps an example of how, how to do that. That's actually a great question because a lot of my C-level suites or executives or people that are in charge of people, one of the paragraphs in the cover letter is my leadership philosophy. And they write three to five mm. lines about how they approach the leadership and what they do to make sure the leadership is working. You know, I have my clients take a yeah. disc leadership assessment. So sometimes we take some of that rich content from that assessment and use it in a cover letter. So understanding your leadership philosophy and incorporating it into the cover letter is a perfect segue to get that interview. Because every company today, okay. I, I would say most every company is starving for good leaders. Not manage, looking for leaders that can manage, very few managers can lead. Okay, great. So let's say that I'm actually doing this for a position. I'm a CEO at my resume service. And let's say hypothetically, I'm applying to be a CEO at a shoe company. I'm just making this up here, Tom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. And so let's, would I say something along the lines of, you know, my leadership philosophy is to really take the coaching hands-on approach or the mentorship approach and work directly with my employees. And then lay out a story about a time that I've done this before, or how should I start to think about this? Well, it, it depends because everyone has different leadership philosophy, but you know, you're taking the start of what you just said and, and just incorporating that you're giving people the confidence, you're empowering them with the tools, the education and the training. So everyone in the team can be successful towards a common goal. So that's a great way to get a, a snippet of that. Again, we don't want these to be half page paragraphs. It should be three to four lines. You know, another type of paragraph we write often is my professional promise. It's kind of like a wedding vow. What do you promise to bring to marriage? What do you promise to bring to the workplace? That's a great conversation to start. So you give enough in that paragraph and then during an interview, you get elaborate on that more. Hmm, I love that. Everyone listening to this right now, you should start to be thinking about why cover letters are special. Cover letters open up a whole new avenue here. They're not this thing that you have to add on to your job application, or they can be if they're really bad or mediocre cover letters. But the, the thing that Tom is emphasizing is show your humanity, show what you're passionate about within your job search. And I think that's what's amazing. And it kind of makes me want to write a cover letter and be like, hey, can you please read this thing? Because I have something to tell you. And that just gets me excited. I hope it does for listeners. I did this presentation for the National Resume Writing Association at, at the National Conference in 2018. And about 35 resume writers after the conference within a, one or three months got back to me and they said, I adopted your method of writing cover letters. And they say they love the cover letters and the clients were just ecstatic about, you know, so yeah. again, making it easy to read. So when I talk about these headings, so you want to have a capital heading, why the company, you know, how do you drive new business, you know, just capitalize then and start the paragraph of the bullet points underneath the headings. So what happens when a recruiter reads the cover letter, they open it up, they could choose what paragraph they want to read first, because the heading is going to describe the paragraph. So they might pick okay. up the one that's most relevant to them and, ah, that's nice. And before you know it, they read the whole cover letter without even really realizing they're reading the cover letter. That's a great way to, again, <laughs> even with the resume, you want to break up conversation. So when you throw 20 yeah. bullet points on top of each other, it becomes blurry to the recruiter's eye. And another okay. method with the human voice cover letter is to look at the top level competency they're looking for. 
or the top level areas of expertise they're looking for, and then write about how you have those. Now, the, the resume, if you're a salesperson, the resume should have sales success and should how you did those sales success. But tell me about the philosophy behind it. You know, if someone's an HR manager or recruiter, what does the HR manager recruiter need to do? Well, how do you hire their best talent? How do you drive employee retention? Yep. You know, how do you onboard employees so they stay with you? You know, it's just those are things we want to know. So don't wait for the interview because you might not get the interview. Tell those stories up front. I'm sorry, Absolutely I didn't mean to dominate Tom, I the conversation. I just get no, really excited no, no, when talking got... about cover letters. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I think we'd be one of the few podcast episodes that really go this deep and passionate about cover letters. I think it's something that's missed a lot in this world. So I'm honored to be doing this with you. I think that's great. So I, I think you did a really great job in explaining what a human voice cover letter is and how to use it, why it's important. But I want to talk about some mistakes that job seekers are typically making with cover letters and how to avoid those. But what do you think is like the number one mistake that job seekers are making aside from just making the resume, the cover letter, and just kind of copy-paste situation? Well, some of the mistakes are simple. You know, they use a different font on the cover letter than the resume. This is your branding package, your resume, your cover letter, LinkedIn profile. You know, the story types, the language should be very similar. Colors of the resume and the font, the size, the layout, the borders should be exactly the same. Because one of the things I also teach my clients is to have a, a hiring package send out. So after your second interview, you want to send the hiring manager a package. It's going to have the cover letter, but a couple that will now be updated because you've already been on a few interviews. It's going to have the resume. It's going to have a bio if you have. It's going to have a 30, 60, 90 day plan. And it's going to have a reference list. All those should look very similar as far as style as part of your brand, whether it's a color, font, Orders, everything should feel the same. So one of the mistakes people, they, they, it looks like a cover letter like someone else who wrote it, totally different. That's number one. Number two, lots of times they're just very boring looking. So breaking up the conversation with the headings, using one accent color to bring some visual appeal that just make it pop a little bit. Uh, nothing too crazy. No insight about the candidate. I have so many cover letters is, Ken, this is a conversation I don't learn anything about you. You know, why create human resources? <laughs> that matters to me. You know, why you want to join my company? And it matters yeah. to me. So if I don't get that on a cover letter, it becomes very boring and unengaging. Just written poorly, you know, a piece of job posting, like you said earlier, no personality, lacks creativity, uh, doesn't persuade the candidate is a good fit for the company. You know, the job market's good, but it's competitive as it ever has been because people that are currently working, everyone seems to be looking for new jobs. So the competition is very fierce out there. So the cover letter could still be that hook to get that job interview. It is really good insight there, Tom. And the one thing that I haven't thought about in a long time is really the branding of the cover letter and how it should match the format of the resume. I don't think it's something that I've even talked about in the podcast ever. So I'm glad you brought that up. It's the format matters and you're wanting to create this cohesive package really here. So I think that's a really good way to, that's good advice. People need to follow that. I need to ask you something that, okay, I think this could be one of the biggest misconceptions about a cover letter. I want to hear your response. I haven't heard it before, but somebody posted on our company Slack channel, how long should the cover letter be? I've heard so many mixed responses on how long a cover letter should be. And I just don't know um, I don't know what to do with our client. You know, they were just starting out. Uh, they were just learning and, and training. But I want to hear your insight because I think there is a lot of different information out there online. 
Well, unfortunately, a lot of information out there is very, um, some of it is outdated and some of it just is not the best advice to follow. Typically, the cover letter is, is one page. Maybe in high education or someone applying to, to be a professor or someone applying to be head of a hospital, it maybe goes on beyond one page. But I never written more than one page. Now, the word cover letter comes from the, you know, when we used to mail out our resume, we used to cover the resume with a letter, hence the name cover letter. So it's always been one page, right? You know, and again, if I get a nine-page resume and three-page cover letter, I want an apology note. I apologize. My resume is nine pages. My cover letter three pages. I didn't take the time to make it easier for you because at some point it gets very rude. So a one-page cover letter, again, just pick (laughs) those hard-hitting areas because even with the resume, you want the recruiter to read and learn as much value about you as quickly as possible. So that's why in resume writing, we talk about front load and the bullet points and cover letters, you know, picking, you know, four to six main areas you want to discuss, talk about them, make it hard hitting, get some of those keywords in there, but really make it conversational. Okay, wonderful. That makes so much sense. I can really remember a time where I've written more than one page other than somebody who I was helping to apply at a university as an academic position. And even then, I tried to keep it short. I don't know if the high educational hiring team has all the time in the world to read these long resumes. (laughs) I don't get it. But, you know, that's the only area that I would probably go above if needed. Okay. Not to get too technical, and I personally get excited talking about the technicalities here, but how dense should it be? You know, am I, if I'm trying to cram everything into one page, like all these stories and philosophies, then I'm imagining that this is going to be five to six paragraphs with tiny font. Or is that not the case, Tom? What should I be the, doing? The font, the font size is, is going to match the resume. So my resume is typically 10 to 11 font, depending on the font. But gonna, again, it's not stories. It's short paragraphs that explain that heading. So why the company name? You know, so you want to write three to four lines. The problem I fix. So yeah. tell me how you fix the problem. So again, you want to always cut back, cut back. You want to edit, edit before you finish it. You could write those large paragraphs yeah. and go back and say, well, what's what words aren't needed? What's not as relevant? And just make it as sharp, as tight as possible. So I typically have the opening paragraph. The closing paragraph is, you know, thanking them for reading the cover letter. You're interested in a job and asking for the interview. So the opening paragraph and a, and a closing paragraph is maybe two to three lines. And then you have why the company paragraph and then maybe two to three other paragraphs that are hitting high levels of competencies or areas that you'll be in charge of. And once you follow the formula, it becomes extremely easy to write these couple letters. And again, one reason why people hire people or coaches like you and people who are truly job application material strategists, people who know what they're doing is we've done it so many times. We've cut down that resume and that cover letter and we know, you know, what makes an impact. So it's not always easy. I did a call with a client and he sent me his resume. It was 26 pages. He's in IT, but oh my Lord, he had every single thing on there. And his cover letter, he sent me an example of cover letter. It was no space and no paragraphs and it was a page and a half. I didn't want to read it. Uh, I, I, even if I had a glass of wine and wanted to take half hour, I wouldn't read it. So, <laughs> you know, again, you know, I think you hit a good point. Hiring a professional is getting a partner and, and a strategic partner because you could do everything we talk about, you could do on your own. There's so much information on LinkedIn. There's so much information on the internet, how to write a resume, how to do it and stuff, but getting a partner to help draw out your value is the biggest gift you get from a resume writer because people are not bragging about their value. They're listing the function they did both on a resume and LinkedIn. And that's as a recruiter, that's 90% of the resume that I see. Okay. You look busy. Well, what did you do? What did you accomplish? 
And even this is online over and over. People just can't get it because it's hard to write about yourself. I'm not sure why you got it in is. this business, but I got in this business because I'm aging myself a little bit. In the late 80s, I worked for a company through high school, junior high, and college. And two years out of college, then the company was bought out and I was kicked to the road. I had to get a resume writer back in the late 80s because I had no idea how to write a resume at that age. And that's what got oh. me in this business 25, 30 years later. But the point is that she was a partner. She really spent time with me. She understood what I did and what I accomplished. And she put that on a resume and it was amazing. That's fantastic. And you've been a wonderful guest and I can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing the power of cover letters and human voice. I wanted to hear if you had any final words of advice or wisdom for job seekers or even encouragement for people during this time and during this new year. Never take your foot off the gas pedal. Yeah, uh, The biggest challenge is if you're in a job market, you apply for a job, and sometimes the interviewing could be going well, you're on the second, third interview, and you stop looking. And a week goes on, two weeks, and you lost all that ground on other opportunities because the interviewing process, companies are just unsure what they're doing. Companies are posting jobs when they have someone in mind for the position already, so it's kind of a dead job posting. So till you get the job offer and the start date, Keep looking and keep applying because the next great opportunity could be around the corner and the one you think you're going to get, you may or may not get. I don't want to be negative about that, but I see so many people just stop the job per, job search when they feel they have an opportunity in front of them, but they didn't get it yet. Awesome. Great words of wisdom. Tom Pounder, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today, Tom. I wanted to hear for our listeners, how can people get in touch with you and what are you up to for 2022? You could get in touch with me on LinkedIn. That's where I connect with a lot of my clients. I network with a lot of the people. That's where we recruit from. I have three recruiters on my team, two of the companies they recruit for don't even post jobs. We find every talent, about 80 people a year, through talent searches on LinkedIn. So that's the best place to find me. I actually teach an NCOPE course, a nationally certified course on LinkedIn in our industry. I've certified 300 people in the past five years. So LinkedIn is the best place to find me. Send me a message. And if you want, you know, I'll give a complimentary review of your LinkedIn resume. Awesome. Connect with Tom on LinkedIn. I will make sure to put his hyperlink on the description of this podcast episode. And like I said, I connected with Tom and it has been a great fruitful relationship because heck, we've had two podcast episodes that have been amazing now. So make sure to connect with Tom and myself if you haven't already. Post this episode, whether it be Spotify or Apple and tag both of us, because we'd love to hear you know, what this episode meant for you. Um, I love hearing from fellow career warriors and, and hearing the impact, the things that really resonated with you within an episode. So tag us and let us know what you thought of the episode. Tom, thank you so much for joining us on the show. You were fantastic. I can't say that enough. Oh, I appreciate it. And again, if you decide not to send a couple that I just realized you're taking a shortcut that might hurt you. Love that. Thank you so much. Well, Career Warriors, this wraps up episode 252 of the Let's See Grandma Career Warrior podcast. I enjoyed doing this one. I never really thought that I could like talking about a cover letter for 30 minutes straight, but we've done that because I know that this is just going to be another tool in your pocket to help you to get more interviews. I really firmly believe that and want to hear about the successes of all of you job seekers through doing things that were, let's say, unconventional or things that other job seekers just weren't doing, then it's a good thing. You know, I know that we're making an impact out there. So thanks so much for tuning into this one. Make sure to hit that subscribe button if you have not done so already and make sure to leave a review because heck, that makes a really big difference for me and it makes a big difference for other job seekers who are looking to find quality content. We hardly pitch on the show like other podcasts 
because we make the mission to serve as many of you as possible. So I would really appreciate that review and letting me know what you thought about this. Warriors, thank you so much for tuning in. I will, of course, make sure to include the links within the description, like I've said, and I will see you next week. Career Warrior Podcast. And for more on your job search, please make sure to check out Let's Eat Grandma's website at letseatgrandma.com forward slash CWP. That's where you can find her blog, attend job seeker events, and learn more about her awesome resume services. Let me just say, I'm happy you're subscribed on Apple or Spotify, but you are missing out if you haven't seen the additional resources on our website. Once again, that's letseatgrandma.com forward slash CWP. And please don't forget to leave a review. The support from my fellow warriors is what will help me get noticed and what will help the algorithm so other job seekers can discover us too. I promise I read all the reviews and you will just make my day. That's all. I'll see you next episode this Monday morning.